for lonely mums, for hurting mums who may have come today, we want you to know his eye is on you and God has never loved you more than he loves you right now. We want you to know that his love never fails. It will never run out on you. It's a privilege to be here today and to minister God's word. It's always a delight to my heart to come and speak at the church that was so vital in my life, in raising me, and I'm grateful. Now, with Pastor Rick away getting doctored up this weekend, I have uh, something for you to do for him. If you follow him on Facebook, you may have seen this morning the nice picture of him in his doctoral robes and uh, Lynn beside him. It's a wonderful picture. Take a look and send him some kind of greeting and thanksgiving. You have one of the finest pastors in our entire fellowship and it is of amazement to me that he has been able to pastor this church to such a degree of excellence and at the same time be working on his doctorate and have that completed. So send him an email, send him something on Facebook, uh, do something old-fashioned and actually get pen and paper and write him a note and mail it to him and let him know how grateful to God that you are for him and for his impact on your life. Now. Do you know that this Mother's Day, as we greet moms and tell them that we love them and uh, try to do that in a number of ways, Bell Canada reported this weekend that last Mother's Day, over 13 million phone calls were made. The 13 million phone calls, that's my generation, I can figure that out, but over 100 million texts were sent on Mother's Day. People wanting to communicate to moms, we love you. You are important in our lives. As we've gathered today, there are three aspects that we want to consider together from God's Word that say this to moms. Moms, our goal is to love you. We love you. Moms, our goal is to understand you so that we can be proficient in our love for you, to understand something of the pressures that are yours, something of the joys that are yours. And moms, we want to spend time this morning honoring you. So for those of you that woke up today, uh, your moms and you thought, we're going to church, and I know he's going to do this. It's going to be Proverbs 31. And when he's done Proverbs 31, we'll slink out of the church, and uh, there won't be any of us that are particularly feeling well. I'll, I'll tell you this. Moms, you can, you can relax, all right? Would, would all the perfect moms, would all the perfect moms please stand? Okay, we got that one out of the way, so relax. A few years ago, I did that at Forward in Cambridge, and on Father's Day, I said, would all the perfect dads stand up? And a man with a hearing problem um, jumped to his feet, and his wife was grabbing his coattails going, Frank, no, it's not true! 
So moms, we want you to know that we love you. Let me tell you on what basis. If you take your Bibles and turn with me to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. As Paul is going to describe that which is most critical to our faith, the love that the Lord Jesus has for his church, the love that sent him to Calvary, the love that caused him to shed his precious blood on our behalf, Paul says to husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Jesus died to make the church her very best. When we talk about this word love, we need to define it. There are four words in the original first century language that were given. One was what we might call the the general term for love. I love the Boston Bruins, as does Pastor Rick. Hasn't helped us much this spring, but we love the Boston Bruins. I love pizza. That's evident. (laughs) I love my dog. And then there's love, erotic love. The Bible never actually uses that term. There's love that was used of the Lord Jesus when he comes to the burial of his friend Lazarus and the soon resurrection and the text tells us that Jesus wept, and those that were watching said, behold how he loved him. That's family love. Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And then there's the love that Paul uses in this text that is defined as sacrificial love that is defined as love that never gives up, never runs out on you. The love that says, I will do whatever it takes for your best. When Jesus demonstrated that love, Paul says, Christ died for us. While we were still sinners, he demonstrated that self sacrificing love. And he calls on us as husbands now to exercise that kind of love towards our wives. But how do you communicate that? Gary Chapman in his book, The Five Love Languages, suggests that we all have a specific love language that that we use that connects us, that we use it when we receive love, it helps us understand love, and then we use it when we communicate love. Of the five love languages, he suggests this, that, that one is the giving of gifts you discover that what really lights up your wife's life, what really lights up your mom's life, is when she gets a gift. It doesn't have to be an expensive gift. 
You can stop when you fill up for gas on the way home and you walk into the convenience store to pay if you do it that way. There, there's usually a bucket, a round bucket that's white that is filled with flowers. Look in there, find the cheapest one and get it and take it home and give it to her. She will be, if, if gifts are her love language, she will be over the moon. Why? Because you just demonstrated at a time when she wasn't present that you were thinking of her and wanted to express, however cheaply, your love for her. It may be words of affirmation. Words of affirmation may include something like this, a little note on the pillow, a card that you send when you're not actually out of the country. You've just determined I want to send a card to my wife and let her know that I love her. You don't want to get caught like this. A lady sat in my office who'd been married for 27 years and her marriage was falling apart and when she was telling me some of the difficulties, it became very evident that her love language was words of affirmation. She said, in 27 years, he has never told me once that the meal was good without me first asking. He has never told me once that he thought that that outfit looked nice on me without me first asking. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, guy, guy, this one's relatively easy. You just need to continue to give this woman that you say you love words of affirmation. We can do this, guys. Okay? You say things like, I love you. All right? Not through gritted teeth, not when she's got the hammer lock on you. And certainly not when you have really messed up and this is your way of trying to get out of it. That you just express that to her. Leave a little note in the car. Do something like this. Call her at work. Once her, her heart settles down that nobody has died and that you're just calling to say that I love you, you'll brighten her life. Words of affirmation. For some, it's quality time. You may think that you are spending all these hours because somewhere down the road, you know, life's going to end and we are going to have the end of this stage of our life and come to this stage of our life and this stage of our life, we'll spend time together. That stage in her mind is so far away, she could care less. What she wants is you and your time right now. I need to insert somewhere here, if at any point in this, this morning, it comes across like, I've done all this, and now I'd like you to do this, I have to tell you, uh, Annette was here in the early service, and, and so she heard this, um, I could get whacked upside the head so many times for having blown these things. Words of affirmation. I love pumpkin pie. And when we were first married, Annette made me a pumpkin pie. And I told her how good it was. I told her how good it was 
when, I, when she brought it to the table, when I ate it, I told her afterwards. And later that night, I told her. I said, I love that pumpkin pie. And the next time you make it, could you get my mom's recipe? <laughs> See, that was the proof that, yes, he really does have a lot to learn on these things. <laughs> acts of service. What do you mean, acts of service? Maybe for your wife, the way that love is communicated, she could care less about the rose that you bring home because the garage has long since needed cleaning out. And if you really want to show her that you love her, you forget about the rose on the way home and you get out in the garage and you clean it out, sort it out, get it all together, and she will be over the moon in love with you because you have figured out what her love language is and you have spoken to her in that love language. Fifth one is physical touch. What do I mean by that? That you hold her hand. That you give her a hug that you don't only hold her hand or give her a hug or touch her when you're hoping that it'll lead to sex. No, just that you love her and you want to demonstrate that and give her a hug or hold her hand. Do you know that you could do that right now? Just reach over and give her hand a little squeeze. Congratulations to those guys that figured out that was the cheapest way to express love today. <laughs> now you say, but preacher, you've given us five love languages. I don't have a clue which of those five, it's fine, go for all five, but do this. Watch how your wife expresses love because she is most likely to express love in the language that she speaks that will help her receive love. So if you discover this, that she's always involved in acts of service for you, you might want to conclude pretty quickly that, oh, the way I'm going to demonstrate this is acts of service. If you discover that she is affirming you all the time that you may want to conclude, oh, words of affirmation, that's the love language that my wife speaks. That's what I'll be doing. Because Mother's Day is great, and honoring our moms on Mother's Day is fine and we ought to do it. But we want to demonstrate self-sacrifice in the love of our moms, in the love of our wives, every day. Every day, don't we? We might blow it at times, we might fail at times, but even if you need a restart today to say, I really do love the woman that God has placed into my life. 
And as the mother of my kids, I, I want to show her how much I love her. Because every time you do that, you demonstrate for her the love of the Lord Jesus within you and flowing through you. We love our moms. And the way we show it best is when husbands love their wives and live sacrificially for them. 1 Peter 3, 7, I invite you to turn there. Peter, giving instruction to men. says in verse 7, Likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Too often, everyone has stumbled over the weaker vessel and, in essence, tossed out the entire verse as they argue about what does Peter mean when he says the weaker vessel. At the very least, we can agree to this. In general, men are physically stronger in general than are women. And regardless, he is saying to men something brand new for that generation, for that particular civilization where women were not considered co-equal, where women were considered another piece of property that you gained. For Peter to say, live with them in an understanding way, they're heirs, they're co-heirs of the grace of Christ. That was monumental. How we live today in an understanding way to understand what our moms need, what our wives need. Husbands, he doesn't say understand them because you know and I know that as the years of eternity pass, we will be continuing to try to understand we can live in an understanding way without fully understanding. Got it? We can live in an understanding way without fully understanding. If we want to live with them in an understanding way as it comes to spiritual things, we need to understand this. Our wives want us to be the spiritual head of our home. Your wife wants you to be the spiritual head of your home. The very best thing that you can do for your wife, if you've never trusted the Lord Jesus as personal Savior, would be on this Mother's Day to say, I recognize that I'm a sinner. I recognize that I was born in sin and that I choose to sin. And I recognize there's nothing I can do to gain favor with God that Jesus paid the full penalty for my sin at Calvary and offers me the free gift of salvation. And that that moment you become a new creature in Christ. If your wife's a believer, I'm going to tell you there's nothing that would cause her heart to jump and sink greater than the knowledge that in this day 
you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you have long since trusted him, but you would admit that in your relationship with him, it's grown a bit stiff. It's grown a bit cold. It's grown a bit mundane. If this Mother's Day for you was the day that you said, I'm going to follow Jesus Christ with all my heart and life. He sacrificed himself for me. I give myself to him in a new and fresh way. I want to live empowered by his spirit for my good and for his glory. I'll tell you that your wife will go out of here this morning rejoicing as never before that that kind of change has taken place in you. She wants you to be the spiritual head of your home. Understand her physical needs, not just her spiritual needs, but her physical needs. We had uh, four boys in five years. You know what I discovered? That Annette lived in a virtual, consistent state of tiredness. She was just plain tired, because being a mom's hard work. And I'd go off to work, and she was a stay-at-home mom. I used to always laugh when people would say, does your wife work? We got four boys at home, what do you think? But far too often, I didn't recognize that she was just tired. The very best thing I could do for her in understanding her needs was to say, I'll look after them, I'll take them out somewhere, you have a nap. If I wanted to demonstrate that I really understood where she was, I really saw that she needed a break was to give her a break. Sometimes giving that break was to say, uh, dear, whether it's a gift card or it's money or whatever, I'd have to say this to Annette because the way she's wired, I'd say, go out and don't come back until you've spent something on yourself. Just go. Those that know my wife know that she is a consummate shopper. She's not a consummate spender. She's a consummate shopper. And for her to have an afternoon where she could just go and wander up and down aisles, I kid you not. Michael's up at the top of the hill at Harmony there. Michael's. Two and a half hours. Twelve bucks spent. <laughs> Understand them. And when you give them demonstration that, hey, I might not understand fully, but I'm trying, I'm trying. You know what you discover? Their happy response. Their happy response. They need to know that I love you sacrificially. They need to know, and, and I'm seeking to understand you best as I can in virtually every area of life. And finally, the word that we want to have for our moms today is that we honor them. The word has to do with 
weighty. Not physically, but we might say, now this is a weighty matter. That we honor them by showing them how absolutely important they are as moms in our home. Let me give you some suggestions where that ought to go to. Your kids ought to know from day one that mom is number one in your home. That there's no competition, that regardless of what takes place, you're on mom's side. Especially these little kids. Man, they try to get between you, don't they? Like, they ask you, and then they ask mom, and then they come back and ask you, or try to get you, no, uh uh-uh. Mom's number one. That if push comes to shove, mom's number one. That even when she's wrong, let me walk you through this. Even when she's wrong, you might want to have a chat behind a closed door, but not in front of your kids. Because the principle that is most important is that your children know beyond the shadow of a doubt that mom is number one. Got it? Now, I can never figure out as we seek to honor our moms Guys that would spend time making cheap jokes or snide remarks about their wife. If you're inclined to that, stop it. You make sure that when you go to work, that the people that you work with know that the number one person in your life is your wife. You make sure that in your social settings, that they know that the number one person in your life is your wife. And if they end up saying about you, I don't know all about, all that much about him, but I sure know this, he loves his wife. Wouldn't that be a wonderful thing? Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if they had to say, hey, what about this fellow? Oh, he loves his wife. What about that guy? He loves his wife. What about that one? Man, he always speaks positively about his wife. You don't want this happening. Your wife goes out to work and somebody gives her words of affirmation and she comes home to a complaining husband all the time. Mm Mm-mm. You can do it. We can do it. Why do we want to do that? Because Jesus has given us the opportunity to show to a watching world his intention for the relationship between himself and his church so that when they watch us when it's our wives watching us, when it's our kids watching us, 
when it's our neighbors watching us, when it's people that we work with that are watching us every day, they get from you this down-to-earth today picture of what Jesus did when he died in our place and in our stead so that they understand, ah, this is how it looks. Someone who's willing to sacrifice anything and everything. And Jesus is looking today for husbands who will love their wives like he loves us as the church. My prayer for Calvary in the years to come, wouldn't it be wonderful to be known as this? That's a church where moms are really honored. I mean, women at that church, they are honored and supported. They are, they're just Wow, this, this notion that Christianity puts women down. You need to go to Calvary Baptist because there they celebrate moms. Those people, they love their moms. Those people show the love of the Lord Jesus towards women on a consistent everyday basis. Wow, is that what Jesus is like? Is that what it's like to be a part of his family? Wow. Those are the kind of people I want to be with. Moms, we want you to know today that we love you. We thank God for you. Moms, we want you to know that it's our goal to live in an understanding way with you, to understand your needs and respond from our hearts. And moms, we want you to know that our intent is to honor you with our lives and honor you with our lips until that day when our faith is sight and we rejoice with the Lord Jesus together in his family. God bless you. Would you pray with me? Thank you for moms. Father, thank you for their impact on our lives. Thank you that they demonstrated to us your love. And I ask your continued blessing on them, on families here. Grant to us grace that as you have reminded and spoken to us today, that by the power of your spirit, we would live out what you have worked into our lives. We ask all this for the sake of our moms, for our sakes, and especially for Jesus' sake. Amen. Would you pray with me? And now to the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the ancient of days and the only wise God, be honor, majesty, 
glory, dominion, and power, now and forevermore. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for coming.